Welcome to episode number 59 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. In today's podcast episode, I've got an interview with Megan Filaremo, who is a fellow advanced practice nurse and also a board-certified integrative health and wellness nurse coach. Megan is the founder and owner of Nursing Beyond the Job and works with nurses to help them, again, regain the love for the job that they can't afford to leave. And I think this is a brilliant niche. I love it. I wanted to bring Megan on the podcast and interview her and just get a sense of what she's doing because we're in some uh, mutual coaching communities and um, and also just get a better sense of why she chose coaching as the tool that she's now using to um, you know create more opportunity for herself and also to um, help her patients. So uh, without further delay, tune in if you have ever thought about coaching and what's possible with coaching. This is a great episode for you to just, again, understand that there is an unlimited number of opportunities that you can create for yourself when you have coaching as a skill set in your back pocket. So Megan is a wonderful example of that. So without further delay, here we go and enjoy. Hi, Megan. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. I'm excited to introduce you to this crew and to share what you're doing. I wonder if you would, before we start, um, introduce yourself, tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, my name is Megan Filarema. I'm a nurse practitioner and nurse coach. Uh, I've worked in pain management for 23 years. And um, now I'm on this venture of nurse coaching. And I really am working with helping nurses just restore their faith in themselves and in nursing and loving the work that we do. So I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to speak to other NPs and RNs and all the nurses. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay. Tell us how did you get started in nursing and how long ago was that? Just out of curiosity. So I graduated from nursing school in 96 from Seton Hall University. Um, and I I kind of always knew I wanted to be a nurse, I think. It was either, I come from a long line of teachers, but I don't think teaching and nursing is that different. Um, So uh, yeah, I kind of always knew I wanted to be a nurse. I went to nursing school. I started uh, in the hospital on orthopedics and a surgical floor. Um, And then I actually ended up going into pain management as a nurse because I didn't, I I couldn't handle the weekends and holidays and I had a, a newborn and it was just time for a change. So that's kind of how I ended up in pain management thinking, I'll just stay till I lose the baby weight. But here I am 23 years later, still there. So um, that's kind of how I, how I came into it. And um, I really grew to love pain management. Um, But, you know, then I, I kind of had some, I like to keep learning things. I like to keep things new and different. And I know some people change um, specialties, and that's a way to keep interested. But I really kind of, and I guess ultimately that's what I've done, right? By adding in coaching. But um, yeah, so I've I've just kind of explored this whole new world of coaching and putting it in with my pain management practice, and then unbelievably starting a business on my own, which I never thought I would do. How long? How long have you been an MP? Uh, since two thousand six. So I guess that's what a lot of years. Seventeen <laughs> yeah, ish. Yeah. Right? No, no. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, and then how long have you been a coach? Uh, for about the last four years. It's okay. I kind of did it gradually. 
And so. what, tra- what training did you do? Like, well, let's first go back. What made you go into coaching? Cause I presume you're 13 years into your NP role, your NP management, you're probably cruising for, yeah. I would think by that point, at least in terms of competency and proficiency and all that, what sure. made you go back into coaching? Um, so I think like a lot of people, you know, I, I started by, I, I felt kind of fell into coaching because I was trying to fix myself. So I was having a lot, I had a lot of, um, or I had a kind of a big personal issue outside of work and it was very painful and it was very difficult and I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and so I just kind of started looking for help for myself and, um, I really, you know, I, I have great respect for mental health providers, but I didn't really want to go down the therapy route. I really wanted to try and find something that I could do, skills that I could learn to manage this on my own. So I, I joined a self-coaching pro, uh, program and um, I learned the tools and I kind of messily went through this whole drama that I was going through myself and um, and it worked. It, and it was it was unbelievable to me that like, by just working through these different things and looking at how I was thinking and kind of changing my approach, I literally was able to work through something that was incredibly painful and come out on the other side, not euphoric, but like, okay with it. Like I I was just okay. And I'll never forget. I I went into work one day and I, I had been thinking like, wow, if I can change my life, like all these chronic pain patients can really change their lives. Right. But what, what was interesting to me is I, I had a, a difficult situation at work as we are likely to have. Right. And I had a, a coworker that, you know, obviously I was professional and whatever, but like, I just didn't feel like she was pulling her weight. Like I was doing more work. And I think a lot of us can, can relate to that. And I'll never forget the moment where I was like, Oh my God, like this stuff that could change my life that changed my life at home. I could apply it at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like unbelievable. So so that's what I did. And I, I start, I started all over again. And I, I put this situation into my whole skill set. And it, it was easier the second time, right? And I was like, if I can change that, what else can I change? And that's kind of where I realized, like, this is such an amazing way to not only help my patients, and I've used my coaching skills through there, but to to then work with other nurses and nurse practitioners who struggle because the work we do is hard. Um so that's kind of how I went into it. And I really, at the time, really wanted to get a certificate. I wanted to be certified. I wanted to learn how to do it. I didn't want to just do it on my own. And I know that there are a lot of coaches who do it on their own. I don't I don't think that that's necessarily mandatory, but, um, and I wanted to do it through a nursing corporation. So I, I went through the American Holistic Nurses Credentialing Center and the International Nurse Coach Association. And I did their coaching program and um and then that you know that's where I got certified and I, I have to say through that program it was amazing to be in a room with other nurses who also wanted the same thing you know and they weren't doing it necessarily to start a, a business of their own I, I actually ended up going to a peds the only one I could get into was a it was a specifically for peds nurses like they were running a weekend for peds nurses I'm like I don't care I'm in like if yeah. that's the one I can go to I'm doing it. Um, and it was amazing to be with those women and um, learn those skills. And so that's kind of how I got started on that. Tell me what was most instrumental in, in that program that you learned that you didn't know, right? Cause you go through the process is one thing like, and 
Um, I always talk about like, I'm, I get coached a lot, right? Like I'm a member of uh, self-coaching scholars through life coach school. I did their program, you know, for certification. I, you know, I have had my own coach on the side. I invest in business coaching programs. So like, but in there, and you're right, there is, a, and I've done the executive certification for coaching. So like, and you're right, there is something different about um, being coached, learning the skill of self-coaching and then taking that and then, um, you know, and either taking that or learning the approach to coaching as an intervention or as a tool. What stood out to you from your training that felt like that it made the difference for you, like that you didn't get when you were in self-coaching scholars or whatever self-coaching? I, I think yeah, it's really yeah, that's yeah, that's where I yeah, that's where I started out. So I think the biggest thing that was that was different um, because I do use a lot of the tools that the Life Coach School um, uses, and um, you know a lot of other tools that we kind of come across in this. But the one thing that I really got from the nursing program that I felt was a little bit different was their focus on like the mindfulness techniques and the relaxation and stuff like that. And I have to say, I'm a little embarrassed to say, I was always one of those people like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, don't make, please don't make me close my eyes and like, yeah. breathe. like whatever you do, don't make me do that. And I, like, I'm a very type A kind of like, go get them. Like, do we really have to sit and be quiet? And um, I have to say that they're they were very strong on that. Like, let's go through, um, you know, the guided imagery stuff. Some of it just mindful meditation. Some of it breath work. Um, and it's funny because the initial weekend, I had the way the program was set up is you have an initial weekend where you spend all weekend together, and then it's six months of training, and then you spend another weekend. But the first weekend, you know, we start our very first session, and they're like, okay, close your eyes, and you know, there's the women leading this were like lovely, peaceful people. And I, I was like, oh, like I was just dying inside. So I <laughs> closed my eyes and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And, you know, I'm thinking like, are other people closing their eyes? Like, is my tag itchy? Like, what, like, why am I no. doing this? So I did it because I'm like, I'm all in. I paid for this. And then the next lecture person came up and we did it again. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, are we going to do this all weekend? <laughs> sure, I did. And um, I have to say, by the end of the weekend, I was pretty good at it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this works again. Like, you know, I think, yeah, I think I know things. I know what I need to know. And I'm perpetually um, surprised when I'm like, oh, I didn't know that this actually works. And so um, and then over the six months, we actually had sessions where we had to practice that with each other. And it's super awkward the first time, like the first couple of times you lead somebody in that. Um but I have to say, like, what a skill to have to be able to quiet yourself and soothe yourself is what it really is, right? You're able yeah. to self-soothe without a lot of drama. So that was the biggest, I think that's the biggest difference um, between some other programs because it's it's that calming before we can get into all of the other stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, that's so true. And I, you're not alone, I think. Cause I've all, I've been the same way for many years, which is I'll never forget even before I was new coaching and, um, had an, an appreciation for it. We went to, we used to have a, a symposium, uh, every October that was called heal the healer. And oh. it was like, you know, and it, it was a nice conference that was dedicated to all the caregiving professionals at our organization. And they would pull in and it was led by our, um, our, like the, our integrated medicine, head of integrated medicine. And she was lovely. And so she would put together this conference and I'll never forget one of the first ones was this 
uh, nurse and I, I could probably go on and Google her and find her, but she was talked about laughter and she was like, and I'll never forget sitting there thinking if this woman, if, if I have to fucking laugh as a way for me to feel better, like I'm going to fucking murder somebody. I just remember being so angry. Cause I was just like, this is so stupid. And I will never forget. I was at a table of some of my other colleagues and we were like, Oh, for God's sakes, okay. like this. And so, and then she did this exercise where she was telling a story and, and she was like, I want you guys to think of a fine story. And then I want you, and then we're going to laugh. And she goes like, and just watch, we're just going to sit here and laugh for 10 seconds. Start laughing. Think of something funny in your head, start laughing and people start laughing. And then you go another 10 and then she go, and then you go another, and then you go another 30 seconds. And then right. like, by and large, the whole fucking room is laughing. And, and she's like, laughter is contagious. She's like, and if you don't, she's like, use it to your advantage. And I, and I just remember, and I was still in such a burned out place probably at that point that I was like, fuck this shit. That's so stupid. You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it worked. Yeah. It, but I remember thinking like, and then in the same, in the same symposium, they had brought in someone who was doing EFT, emotional freedom Mm -hmm. technique and with tapping. And I was just like, Oh my God, what is like, what is the world come to that we are resorting to t- like banging right. on our foreheads? And then I, I did it. I was like, Oh, but I would never have admitted that back then that it worked or that there was any, right. anything that felt good out of it. Cause I was just like, so against all of it, but I just, it, it's, it's so interesting. Cause I think you're right. We get into the go do, do, do. And the you know, keep going and, you know, bury all the emotions. Don't feel mm-hmm. a damn thing. Cause we certainly don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to these points where uh, otherwise people are like, okay, now it's time to feel your feelings. And you're like, oh my God, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Or you don't even know how to. Oh, furthermore, you don't even know how to. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. You're like, number one, we don't have time for that. Number two, I don't even know how to, to, how to fucking do that. Yeah. So what next? Right. 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 What do you like about coaching now? like the, the work that you do? Oh my God. It's uh, well, first of all, I, I love that it works again. It's like these other things, right. That we didn't know were going to work. It, it works the same way. Like, um, I just love that. So I specifically work with nurses, um, really trying to get into a better place in the work that they're in, right? Like in the job they're in, how can they be happier? Because the truth is, is people stay in jobs for a lot of reasons, right? Financial reasons, seniority, um, flexibility, you know, maybe they're holding the benefits for their family. There's lots of reasons why people stay in jobs and not everybody can just leave. And this isn't certainly to say that if you want to change jobs, you can't change jobs. But um, the thing that I love is that the impact of one nurse feeling better is so huge. Like, first of all, just watching somebody go through personal um, transformation and having like seeing that their life is better. I mean, that's why we all go into nursing, right? Like to alleviate Mm -hmm. suffering and to help people. And it's, it's just such an amazing, gratifying thing to see. And then on top of that, you know, if you're not happy at work, like, it's not the end of the world. You can probably get through it, but what, at what cost, right? You come right. home, you you don't have the energy to work out. You don't have the energy to plan your food. Your kids are there and you're irritable or, you, you know, that the, the energy has been used up. So if you can restore that, the impact on the rest of your life is, 
is just unbelievable because you can come home and you'll be tired. Like, listen, it's, you get tired when you do hard work. That's okay. But you're not drained. You're not emotionally empty by the time you get home. So that's like what I love. And then the, the other part of that is, you know what it's like when one person on the floor is happy or when one person is pissed off, like it changes the whole environment. So if you can even help one person change their experience, you're really affecting a cultural change. So I just think like so many more patients can be helped. So many more nurses and medical assistants and ancillary staff can be helped by one person feeling better. Um, And that's, that's why I love it. You know, it's just, it's, it's not just about work. It's that work is overshadowing everything else. Yeah. And I love to that concept of, and Brooke talks about this a lot um, through life coach school, which is that concept of you can leave Mm -hmm. for sure. You can change your seas. You can change your circumstances all you want. Not a problem. Um, And just know, just be intentional and know your reason and get to a place. Like don't leave something until you can get to a place. You can come back to a place and look at it from a place of love. Right. Cause I work with a lot of people who are, will come to me and say, you know, well, I did this and, you know, I was with this place and, you know, it sucked and their EMR was terrible and the collaborating doc I had was awful and the office staff was awful. And so I went to new, you know, I went to, so I figured I would try a different practice and I went there and then I went and tried a sniff because I thought maybe I would get, no, like the common denominator and all that shit is you, is you. And like, and you can, you can hop from frying pan. Like we call it hopping frying pan. You can hop from one frying pan to another, not a problem. But don't kid yourself that at the end of the day, you have to be responsible for managing your own mind. And if you aren't, if you, if you aren't willing to take the responsibility, you'll just continue to create that pattern and repeat it again and again and again. And that's, I think, a really powerful tool for a lot of people to be able to step back if they're willing to be, to observe it objectively and step back and say, oh, interesting. Like wherever I go, there I am. Mm -hmm. And all my shittiness, like shitty thoughts Mm -hmm. come with me. Yeah. Um, And I think that's just such an enlightening, um, you know, part of it. Um, Okay. So why do you want them to, and you kind of answered it, but I want to hear like a, uh, like to the point answer uh, for my own brain. Why do you want them to love their jobs? Like why, why is it important? Um, I mean, how great do you feel when you love something? Like it's just such a great experience. Right. And listen, work is going to suck half of the time. There's still going to be, you know, issues with the organizations and coworkers and whatever. But if you can love the work you're doing, and I think all of us, like we all went into nursing because there's a drive there, right? It's, there are other, I think there are other um, jobs that maybe don't have the same kind of common denominator that people really want to do that specific work. Like you don't just kind of be like, ah, maybe I'll be a, maybe I'll be a nurse and just go do it. I was going to do pain management. (laughs) Right. People are going to be dedicated to being a nurse. And the thing is like, you were dedicated to it. You, you chose it for a reason. You want to do this work. And I think the problem is, is you get to the point where you feel like, I don't know if I want to do this work, but you've invested so much time and energy and like I said, like a lot of people have a lot of reasons, not only just because they chose nursing and they think nursing is important and the kind of the vocation of nursing is important, but I also think all the other reasons that we stay in our jobs are important. Like 
when you're charting at the end of the day and everybody's gone, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm doing this to help people. It doesn't feel like that, right? No. But that that does provide for my family. It does allow me to pay for my daughter's dance lessons. It does allow me to live in the neighborhood I want to live in. It's so, and I think those reasons people say like, that's not a good reason. Of course it's a good reason. Caring for your family is a good reason. Yep. And like, wouldn't it be great if you could be like, I love that I'm doing this because I love to care for my family. And again, I think it's just that shift. And so you can love any job, um, but we chose nursing. So, you know, to your point, love it. If you want to leave it and do something else, that's totally fine. You can do that. But a lot of people don't actually want to leave and they feel like they're abandoning something that they've really put a lot of time and love into and dedication. And I just want them to feel like it's worth it, you know, that it's worth what we do. Yeah. We just had a statistic that came out in the midwifery community, which is really interesting stating that, and it was a survey. I think that the American College of Nurse Midwives did I think that, uh, I think that's where it came out of, but the, uh, statistic was alarming and it was that 50% of, of midwives at the 10 year mark of practice exit clinical practice, mm-hmm. which it's, and it's interesting. We're seeing a lot, I think in terms of the nature and demographic of who we have in our professional organization, we're starting to see that the old days of having a midwife who worked 20, 25, 30 years in practice, those days are long gone. And if we're getting 10 years out of people, that's pretty like fucking amazing to be honest. I mean, at this point in the profession. And so, but I don't, I don't think I had an appreciation for how many that wanted to hit the 10 year mark, which in looking back, that was exactly my experience. I hit year 11 and I was like, I knew at year seven, I was like, I gotta, I've I've got to do like, I want to do something different. I just don't know what it is. And I, you know, but I don't think I, I thought I was such a zebra that I was so, uh, you know, one of the only ones who was feeling that way and come to find out. And this was probably a smaller survey, not representative of everyone, but it was fascinating to see, oh, wow. On a workforce survey of all of the midwives in our college, you know, 50% have departed at the 10 year mark, which I think says something tremendously. It's it's eye opening about the work that's going on and what, work people want to do and what people, what work people don't want to do. And, um, and that I think is, is concerning for the health of the profession in general. Yeah. Well, and you look at all, I mean, people put a lot of energy to become a midwife. You don't just kind of fall into it. You know, yeah. you choose it, you go back to school, you do all of this work. Um, and, and the statistics are alarming around new nurses leaving the profession within four to five years. And I get it. Like this has been a tough time to come into nursing. Yeah. But it's not going to survive. You know, healthcare is going to be, it's bad enough now if, if half the people keep leaving, you know, um, and, and again, I don't, I don't blame people, right? I don't think it's, this is certainly not a, let's put blame no. on people who are leaving. Um, but if we can do anything to make people feel better, and, and I think that's really the problem is people don't feel fulfilled in the work they're doing. Um, you know, they know why they wanted to be a nurse, but now they don't feel like they're doing that. And that's where really um, the disconnect and that's really, you know, what we need to work on is that, yes, even in a bad situation, you can still be a good nurse. You can still give good care, even if the system is broken. 
And, um, you can, and you can still show up for yourself too. And you can still show up for yourself. Right. Yeah. Like even if you like, I, like you can still like even, and we talk about this all the time with burnout, which is the components of burnout and that, you know, there's always the, the internal component of what we do. Then there's the external component mm-hmm. of walking into some of these toxic systems, which are really built heavily with very oppressive systems that often harm the people who are in them and who are oppressed or marginalized. And whether that's patients or providers or any, right. you know, anybody in between. And so, and I agree with you, it's not a, a diss on any nurse and, or any advanced mm-hmm. practice nurse. It is though a uh, symptom, right? Like, and so that's our work to do, which is to say, you know, at some point you got to choose, like you, you, you may not be able to change the system because you don't have much control there, especially if you're not in a, a position of power to do so, Right. but Jesus, you certainly have opportunity to be able to change your own, the way that you think about it, the way you perceive it, whether or not you allow yourself to uh, make that dysfunction mean anything about you, like all, you know, all the things. Um, But that's a, um, I I agree. That's like, like any nurse who wants to leave right now, I, I, I have an appreciation for it just based on my experience up to the pandemic when I was in clinical practice, anyone who wants to leave, I, I get it from a standpoint. And I also feel like don't leave on bad terms. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Cause it's not just to be able to walk away from something and say like, oh yeah, like I could do that job. I could work 12 hours, work four hours, princess shift, whatever the fuck it is. But I, I know at the end of the day, I'm always, I showed up with my best. Mm-hmm. I never make any of that shit, you know, mean something about mean me anything. as a human. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I still, I walk in with integrity. I walk out with integrity and I, I never let any of that bullshit ever, you know, take my, steal my joy or steal my yeah. peace. Yeah. Because, you know, that's really, when you look at burnout, one of the big um, components of that is lack of autonomy, right? Like lack of control of your environment, but that is where you have your autonomy yeah. is by deciding how you come in, how you show up, how you work. So it's, yeah, you can restore your autonomy and and decide if if that's where you don't want to be in the in the long run, that's okay. Um, but if you leave feeling from a, if you leave from a bad place, then a lot of nurses bring shame and guilt with them. Yep, and that doesn't help you. Nobody feels good in sh- shame and guilt, and and it's it's just misplaced. You don't have to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that unprocessed. That's so fun. All that unprocessed shame and guilt, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've got our work cut out for us there. Megan. On that lighthearted <laughs> note, right? <laughs> um, tell me, um, Al, are you in, do you maintain your clinical practice right now? And then coach uh, in addition to that? I do. Yeah. Good for you. And yeah. then um, uh, what kind of are your plans down the road for your business and the growth of just this element of the work that you do? So I would love down the road, down the road to kind of transition. So right now I work four days a week in pain management. Um, and you know, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday is my business type of stuff. Um, not that that takes over the time, but, um, my plan would be to kind of change that balance. Right. Um, I do, I do love pain management. I can't even believe after all these years that I'm saying that, but I do love pain management and I have, um, you know, I have patients that I've cared for now for 20 years. So it's, um, it's definitely like a fulfilling role, but I would like to transition kind of slowly out of pain management, maybe keep that on the side a little bit and really have the bus- my um, coaching business be my full-time gig. Um, 
because it's exciting. You know, it's, it's funny if you had told me 10 years ago, like, oh, you'll start a business. I like literally would have laughed at you. I'm like, no, yeah. nurses don't do business. Like to me, they were mutually exclusive, Same. which, you know, I was just like, I don't know anything about business. That's not how my brain works, but um, yeah. just goes to show you can actually learn anything. Um, yeah. So yeah. So my, my goal is to kind of transition more um, because what a service to healthcare, if we can help our nurses, right. And nobody's doing it. It's, when I started in pain management, pain management was a younger um, specialty at that point, you know, things, and this is, you know, I won't get into pain management, but it was a whole, you know, we were just kind of on the uprise. And, and I almost feel like now, like nurses and nurse practitioners and nurse coaches and life coaches, all of these people who are focused on helping nurses, it's like a new specialty. Mm-hmm. It's let's restore healthcare and let's provide for this, this vulnerable population that nobody's providing for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's exciting. It's like, you know, I can be on the ground level of that. And I know there's a lot of coaches who are doing that. And I'm excited about everyone that I meet. Cause I'm like, thank God, thank God we're not practicing alone. And I love too, that you're an advanced practice nurse. Cause I think that's the key. I mean, so many people say it to me on, you know, whether it's in when we're, in our nurses living the good life or in the, any of the one-on-one sessions or, you know, people say, I know you get it. Um, and I don't have to like, I just know you get it. And I'm like, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. And, and it's, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we can do for each other, which is to say, I know what it feels like to walk out of the office at, you know, six 30 mad as hell. Cause your charts aren't closed and you're, you know, you're getting dinged a dollar a minute, at your daycare, because, you know, they close at six 30 and you're already late and you roll in and you know, your husband or your partner asks you what's for dinner and you just lose your fucking shit. Cause you're like, so if one more person asks me another goddamn question, I will literally blow, you know, right. and then, and then you're, you know, lying in a, a like heap on the floor because you're just so goddamn tired. And, yeah. and I know, I, I, I mean, I know that in my bones, how it feels. And so I just have a, an appreciation for that type of work. And I think is so instrumental in, in the, uh, w- the way that we um, work with people and how we can affect change, you know, uh, just to, just to, from a purely human standpoint, be like, I get it. Yeah. yeah, there's such value in that. Um, okay. And I get it. And not only do I get it from a very visceral standpoint, and I can help you, right? Like that's such that's a the amazing thing. thing. It's it's yeah. just amazing that this works, you know, yeah. like I, I know a hundred percent, not only because I've studied it, but I've lived it. Like I know this works and it always works. Like yep. it's, it's, you know, in medicine, nothing's really guaranteed. You can prescribe this medication. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, especially in pain management. Um, but like this works, period. Um, and then when something else comes up, you just apply it again. Yep. And when something because stuff keeps coming up and you just keep applying it again and it it's just unbelievable. Yeah. To, what um advice do you have for anybody um who is thinking about coaching or thinking about taking the leap to do something different, but maybe they have you know, they're the old belief system, which I shared too, which is like, there's this thing called business and that's not me. I don't, nurses don't do business. And I certainly am a nurse. And I don't do business. So, you know, uh, what advice would you give? I think uh, a couple of things. I think, first of all, just be really tap in periodically to why you want to do it. We can do whatever we want. Um, and I don't think we were necessarily 
I, I know I wasn't brought up to believe I could do whatever I want. Academically, my parents always said I could do whatever I want. But, you know, it's just this idea, you can do whatever you want, but why are you doing it? And keep that in mind, because you can do anything if you're really sure why you're doing it. And that goes to staying in your job or trying something new. Um, and I think the other thing is, is to just like, ask yourself, what if it's possible? I think, you know, so many of us get stuck in this, nothing can change. I can't learn something new. I can't be happy at work. It's not possible. And I, I would like to say, if you feel that way, just ask yourself, what it, what if it is possible? What if it's possible to feel better at work? What if it's possible to start a business? What if it's possible to learn something totally new outside of my specialty and go for it? And then to just kind of sit in that and be like, because it's exciting when you think about that, like, oh, like that could be. And I think it's important to do it in a form of a question because it gets you thinking. It's not like it's not like just trying to ram it down your throat. It's possible. It's possible that this can be better. It's possible. That sounds like you're trying to convince yourself. But if you ask yourself, what if it's possible, it it can open up a whole new ball game. And I found that that's really um, worked for me. And then at the end of the day, the only other thing I would say is, you know, I find serving people very fulfilling. Um, and um, I think serving people in any way is really an amazing thing to do. But aside from the person you're helping, it really can light you up. So if you're getting overwhelmed and if you're getting, just focus on the person in front of you. How can you help just that one person? How can you, whether it's in business, whether it's somebody you work with, whether it's a patient, like how can you just focus on that person right there and see what happens with your day? Because then you can stay focused and it, it really can bring you back to that satisfaction. Yeah. So. I, I always laugh and that sometimes when I feel like I'm having like a shit day or just lots of, you know, shit thoughts. And then I get into coach role and I, you know, I, I, and right. I'm in, in, intentional about like taking my shitty thoughts and putting them on the, you know, side table for like the sessions and stuff. And, and I always love that when I do that and I know full well that I'm going to get in there and it's like working out, you know, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to hate every minute of, of going to the gym or putting my clothes on. But mm-hmm. man, once I get in there, I get, I start to get a little pumped up. I get excited and then I keep going and I'm like, man, that was a great session. You know, like, yeah. and it, it is, it's that, it's that fuel and like that fire. I love, um, 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 I know there, oh, did you do possibility formula in LCS? And I did. Oh my God. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Blew, I gotta do it again. I want to do it again. It blew my mind. And I, I so appreciated the, uh, just that whole, I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And that whole, um, you know, we're talking a lot about it now and nurses living the good life, this idea of, um, living in that possibility and how, how many of us underestimate the beauty. It's kind of like my approach to like laughter, you know, in the, or like tapping, I was just like, right. Jesus, who has any fucking time for this? Let's just right. go. Let's go. close our eyes and breathe. Exa- yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, and, <laughs> and then, and, and that whole on that, that as a hack to get into, um, you know, like becoming like speeding up the process of becoming the person who has the million dollar business or the $500,000 business or who transitions out of, you know, four days a week into, you know, re- retirement from clinical practice. I just, right. I think that's amazing. Um, and such an underutilized, underrated and underutilized, you know, skill set. Um, yeah. but I loved it. I, I love the possibility for him. Um, 
Um, okay. Where can um, people reach you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, so I have, I have a website, nursingbeyondthejob.com. Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, nursingbeyondthejob.com. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I'm happy. I love connecting with people personally. So my email is Megan at nursingbeyondthejob. Um, and, you know, it's, um, it's funny because I was kind of back and forth about Facebook. I don't love social. I think a lot of us say we don't love social, but then we still find ourselves scrolling at nine o'clock at night. Um, and I was like, what a great place. Like if you're going to be scrolling, you know, why not have, why not be there? Right. So you can certainly connect with me on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and I would like to encourage any nurse, nurse practitioner, any coach to be on LinkedIn. Um, this is a, it's a professional place to be. It's a great place to be to connect with other people and to really show the world that we're out there and that we can help each other and that we can support each other and that, um, you know, that nurses have a voice, um, and, and coaches have a voice. So, um, so those, yeah, if you look up, it's Megan Filaramo or, um, nursing beyond the job, you can find me. What state are you in by the way? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. All right. Are you, when you practice, um, as a nurse coach, are you, do you then only take clients in New Jersey or do you take clients all over? So there's always discussion about that. So yeah. it does fall under my nursing license. However, um, thankfully New Jersey is now a compact state. Oh, so perfect. I have a, yeah. So I have a compact license, which basically is like, I don't know. I think there's 42 states yeah. right now. Um, so it's basically non-exclusive. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, I know. That was a huge one. I, we, Ohio just became a compact state January 3rd or 1st or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I think for, um, I I'm hoping we see that for advanced practice nurses as well. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. And then get rid of all of the SCAs. Do you guys have a collaborative agreement in New Jersey? We do. We do. Yeah. You couldn't, you guys could not like ride on the backs of New York and, and like, uh, be like, bring us soon. along. I know hopefully soon, but yeah. Okay, good. All right. So go find Megan. If you guys don't know her, go connect with her on LinkedIn. I agree. LinkedIn is a, another one underrated or underutilized, especially for our, you know, professional uh, endeavors, whether it's for coaching or connecting or networking, but I think it's a great resource um, for us. So go find Megan. It was so lovely to talk to you. And I thank you for just sharing your journey. And I, I thank you for being um, an example of what's possible and, and using coaching is a tool in your back pocket that I would imagine the coaching that you do is not only showing up in the work that you do with nurses, but it's also showing up in the way in which you work with your patients. Now, I would imagine it's, you know, showing up in your like all over. That's the beauty of it. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks I appreciate so much for you. Having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care. Hey, it's Anne. Listen, if you want to reinvent your nursing career with coaching tools, I want to personally invite you to come over and join us in coach training, which is a program that is designed to help you not only learn how to coach, but also go out and make money with coaching. So if you are interested, I invite you to check us out at www.coachtraining. Now that's coach with a K. Okay. Cause you know how we do it around here. Coach training with a K dot com. Uh, and again, where you're going to learn not only how to coach using all the experience that you have as an advanced practice nurse, but then go out into the world and not only make a difference with your coaching tools, but also make some money, right? So you can do good and do well. 
So check us out again, www.coachtrainingwithak.com.